You know, it's 15 minutes, but it really goes by so fast. You're going to think, like, at the end of this podcast, you're going to think, that felt like 12 minutes. <laughs> you know, that really didn't feel like a full 15. Mm. Yeah, it's Mikey Adams right here, and uh, Bill Smith right over there, and right over here is Ben Kitchen. We Hi. are the three amigos of shame. <laughs> Brought to you by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates out of uh, Rhode Island and Boston and Braintree and what did I say? Uh, New Hampshire, Salem, Salem, New Hampshire, and uh, there's Warwick, one Rhode Newton Island, Newton Center, uh, the best in permanent hair restoration. Uh, f- so much, honestly. All you gotta do is turn on the news for like ten minutes, and you'll find fifteen different people to shame in fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable mm. because there's so much crap going on in this world, and so many idiots. That's not even to mention Kamala Harris, who's a complete moron. Mm. I'm not gonna say anything about her right now. Uh, I'm gonna save it. Because she's a complete moron, and you know, I, but I'm going to save it for toward the end of the of the podcast because you know she's a complete moron. Uh, hi, what do you What do you guys have? Who Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'll All be right, happy Smitty, to go first because step right up to the microphone, Schmitty. You know, working at home, you get some downtime occasionally, and I, I said, you know what? I was, I was waiting for these commercials to come in, so I said, I got like maybe 20 minutes. I wonder what's on TV. So I turn on the TV and I. It, as soon as it came on, there was the view. Oh no, the view! I've never watched the view. What? Ever? Never once. It's a disgusting experience. So I, so I watched it just to see for myself. <laughs> well, Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar—if they were really as batshit crazy as some of their most recent comments—can you imagine how they smell? They are all in on the climate change scam, and of course, Ron DeSantis. They were convinced this is what they were talking about that day is responsible. For the hurricane that hit Florida. Now, <laughs> what? And here's how they tie it in. It's because he doesn't believe in climate change and anything, his policies and anything he believes in down there in Florida is absolutely detrimental to the, cli- to the climate. Right. And, uh, and they were really serious about it. Well, they, they see they're, they're fools and they're idiots and they're morons. And they're, they're, they're like Kamala Harris. Also, you know, <laughs> somebody else told me this, that they, uh, they said something about Kyle Rittenhouse that got them sued and I think the amount was something like $22 million they had to pay. Yeah. What was and, that? And they got to keep their jobs. They got to keep their jobs. Well, you know, I'm sure that Howard Stern got sued a few times. You have to have good lawyers when you're, you're in that kind of position to piss people off. I, just, I hate the just concept of that show. Mm. Stupid people give you their opinions about real Events and they're real serious about That's it. That's the pa- show. They're passionate about it. It's a good thing it's not Smellovision because then they'd have to change the name of the View to the Pew. One one thing I did notice: the camera panned the audience. All the audience members were wearing face masks. Now this is just like two days ago, and they're all white women. They're oh. serious. Yeah, pretty much, I yeah. guess. But uh, the hosts weren't wearing them, of course. The elites, but no. uh, the lowly second no, they class have their audience pretty members faces on TV, you know. If you're a conservative and you go on that show, you're just going to get hammered by the other four hosts. They just hammer you and hammer you and hammer you and call you an, basically call you an asshole in front of a national television audience. I would like to know why Whoopi Goldberg has no eyebrows. Wow. They, they, she she, dedic- she devo- devoted them it's to... It's like sh- how many licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop. The world may never know, Bill. Three. <laughs> I can't... Three. Honestly, she is such an... Oh, an asshole. They're just angry, and they're oh. you know they're just always angry, bitchy, angry and pissed. I off. did. I think. I, I think we. You know what? I'm never going to watch the view again. I usually tape it, 
You do? Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I, I DVR it. And then I, because I'm up to date. And then I watch it later on when I'm in, when I'm in a really, really good mood because I don't like to be in a good mood. <laughs> it's a terrible show. Huh. How about you, Ben? I, I don't like it either. No, 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 no. Do, do, no we, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, did you, uh, did you guys happen to watch Monday Night Football last night? MNF. Sure. MNF. Yeah. Um, I lost a little money on that. Yeah, so did I. Um, did you happen to see the fan that ran onto the field with his like smoke bomb or whatever he had Pink with him? Pink smoke. Pink smoke. Yes. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Bet it smelled like strawberries. Um, and uh, I hope it didn't come from his ass. <laughs> and Rams linebacker have. Bobby Wagner <laughs> took him out. Pretty yes, good. He did. Pretty good. I just want to shame all of these morons that decide to run and ruin a football game for the rest of us. I want to shame the television networks that don't let us watch it because at least it's kind of interesting sometimes in a bad game. And I'd like to shame all the rest of the players who don't put a stop to that person running around like a chicken with their head cut off, watching security who are probably, you know, fat and out of shape, chase him around for an extra 12 minutes. The Manning brothers showed it. Take him out. Yeah, yeah, take them out fast too because you know you don't want to encourage that kind of behavior. Oh, man. First of all, the, for the first thing people are going to think is, what an asshole this guy is. Was he making a statement? Of course. Yeah. Uh, who gives a shit? Nobody cares what his statement is. He got trucked by Bobby Wagner. That's all we care about. But, I mean, you say okay, want more of that. Here's, That's here's hurt. what I'm going to do. I'm going to shove a, a pink smoke bomb up my ass, and then I'm going to run around the field, and everyone's going to think I'm an asshole. It's such <laughs> a great idea. It's going to be all epic. <laughs> a douche. But. Basically, shame on the players for not taking these people down much quicker. Do you think his parents saw that and were proud of him? No, his parents disowned him a long time ago. You sure? (laughs) Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. All that pink smoke in the bathroom. Uh, That's a terrible, terrible story. You know, and I saw, by the way, the video was only available on the Peyton Manning uh, side broadcast, you know, with his brother. They didn't show it on the actual broadcast. Yeah. No, I know. And that's one of my things I I don't understand why they just, because they're like, oh, it's going to inspire more people to do it. They've been doing it all the time anyway. Yeah, show it, let us see it, and then give the players carte blanche to it, knock it, them the fuck out. The really the best part of watching <laughs> that is when they get tackled and get the snot beat well, out of them. Kevin by the Harlan uh, does play by play of it. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, I would like to shame my formerly mm-hmm. but most beloved sports team, the Boston Red Sox. Oh gosh! Now what? here's the problem I have with them: they're being run for shit. The ownership is uh, and and and. Uh, Bloom, uh, Chaim Bloom, is is not he's not doing a good job by this franchise in this particular market because these fans lose interest really quickly in a team that isn't great, or at least in co- in competition, you know, in the in the hunt. Now, I looked at two stats today, and they both made me sick concerning the Red Sox. Now, people say, "Oh, they don't have good pitching." Yeah, I understand they've had bad luck with Chris Sale. Evaldi's a, a injury prone guy, but that's why you don't waste your money on pitchers. You pay the players that, pr- that provide you the bats every day. Now, who, who am I talking about? Kyle Schwab, Schwarber, Schwarber, and a uh, Hunter Renfro. Yep. If you add those two guys together, Schwarber hit his forty sixth home run yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, 29 for Hunter Renfro. 75 home runs between those two guys, and the Red Sox had them both. And they wouldn't have been huge contracts, not compared to... Yeah, listen, the Schwarber one, I, I kind of get. I, I kinda, it, it, it's somewhat defensible in a weird way. How? Because he wasn't actually a first baseman, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They didn't bring him the right guy, whatever. But the Renfro one, to me, is because you traded him. Schwarber, you still had to sign. You had to pay to a big right. deal and all that jazz. Okay. Renfro, you traded him for who? 
do you remember who they traded him for? Jackie Bradley Jr. Who's no longer with the team. Right. right. I mean, and we, who's been god-awful forever. And we've been there and done that with Jackie Bradley. We know he's a streaky hitter and not a great hitter. Even when he's on a, on a positive streak, he's not a superstar, but he's the best center fielder defensively. You ever, I don't mind having him on the team. I just want, I, When you say to me, oh, 75 home runs this year from the two guys you had last year, I, I tweeted it out. I thought they would win the East if they had those two guys, despite the lack of pitching, because they had enough runs on the board. I mean, Hunter Renfro with, what, 29 home runs? Yeah. Uh, and he was a good right fielder. Yeah, he had yeah. a good arm. Yeah. So shame on the Red Sox for not recognizing that and for going cheaper or whatever they try to do. I know they got a second baseman. They paid him a lot of money. Yeah. And now they're talking about hitting 238 with how, 16 home runs. How are we going to pay? And he was hurt for a lot of the time. Yeah. How are we going to pay? Oh, uh, Xander Bogarts, and how are we going to play, uh, pay Raphael Devers? You know, Raphael Devers hit 163 in the month of August. 163. Yeah, you still got to pay that. I guy. know. But but the point I'm making is here, this is a big market team. You let those guys go, and, and this is why they're not in, in, you know, in charge of their destiny. There. Red Sox, you blew that. You suck for doing that. You piss me off. <laughs> I liked uh, – Schwarber, he was a goofy looking, you know, it's an odd looking he's a softball player, but he smashes the ball. Anyway, what else? I got this thing that um, a lot of people think is a conspiracy theory because of this. Um, well, it just seems to be it's got a shred of truth in it. I guess it's about the climate. Do you know about H A A R P Harp, the Harp facility? In, yeah, yeah. I know a lot. about A A R P. Yeah, they're they're around <laughs> the, the the planet. So they've been. It's 1987. It was built, and this guy, Doctor Eastland, Bernard Eastland, is the guy who invented it. And uh, he was asked, "What is it?" Well, it manipulates the weather. This business yeah, of I'll climate change. For you. Yeah, the uh, the ten, this is what he says. This is the guy that invented it. They send a billion watts of microwaves up into the ionosphere. It heats up and forms a bubble. When it forms a bubble, it pulls the jet stream. What happens when the jet stream moves? Weather changes. Of course. So the temperature of the ionosphere has been raised by hundreds of degrees in these experiments. Here's one. Is it, this is allowable? This is Apparently, it's, they claim, no, no, it's just being used for cloud research. And they say all sorts of stuff. But this is the guy that actually invented the harp project, the harp machine. The thing is, it's an amazing thing that happens. But uh, exceedingly large amounts of power can be very efficiently produced and transmitted. And weather modification is possible. But, for example, altering upper atmosphere and wind patterns or altering solar absorption patterns. It's all this technical yeah. shit. But what happens is they can actually uh, say a storm forms in the Atlantic. Yeah. It becomes a hurricane. Then, at a certain point, they can sort of manipulate it, like steer where it's going to go. Like they want it to go to Fort Myers instead of to Orlando? It might be that. I don't know. But uh, I found that what I what bothers me, the people I want to shame, are the people who just don't listen to the other side. They just say, no, this is the official narrative. Of course, there's, you know, the planet is changing. We're killing it, and blah, blah, blah. It's just a bunch of shit. But, but you know... I mean, I'm a naturalist when it comes to this stuff. You know, I mean, I think that God created the universe. I'm going to tell you exactly when. 14 billion years ago. To the day? (laughs) And the earth has been spinning and, you know, remember they had dinosaurs? Mm. Remember the Ice Age? All these changes happen over thousands and decades. You know, how many eons of time go by and before there's any noticeable change? 
And then these people say, oh, well, wait a second, climate change. Oh, if we can get this many people to stop driving cars, all this bad weather's going to stop. Bullshit. You know, they had they had hurricanes before there were cars, didn't they? You know, the people that are telling us we got yes. to stop this they stuff, did. they got private jets, they got limos, you know, they got big houses, they use lots of energy, lots of electricity. Yeah. And uh, and they want us to cut, to well, cut back. If it ever gets back to the way it was when Fred Flintstone had to use his feet to get his car to the there, drive-in, there you go. Then I'm I'm out. I'm out of it. I'm gonna stay home. Forget about it. And plus, you know, you gotta have the right shoes uh, for that. <laughs> now, would you watch the Patriots game? Yes. I gotta say this. You know, they have Mac Jones, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna say it. I think he's a little bit brittle. Little injury prone, a good kid, smart kid. He's got talent and all that stuff. But the backup, Hoyer, who's been kicking around forever, he goes into the game. He gets a concussion. Okay, concussions are a big story. Now, I've had five concussions in my life. I've had two. That explains it. What? (laughs) I've had five, and they were, you know, serious hospital visits on, on three of them. Ooh. Really? What happened? Ooh, did I ever fall off a bike when I was six, five I uh, I was I was in the hospital for days. I had am- amnesia for a while, and I, I didn't even really come out of it until my father brought in a puppet, a Bozo the Clown puppet. And I said, "Oh, Bo- I was five years old." Wow! I go Bozo. My parents start celebrating. <laughs> he knows Bozo, <laughs> and I was fine after that. And I'm fine right now, right? I think I, I, I agree. <laughs> but concussions are, are bad. Okay, I've had a, I've had a lot of them, and. Uh, what what I'm what I'm getting at here is that Brian Hoyer has one. He has a concussion, and he's gone. So who do they go to? They go to Bailey Zappi, who I didn't even know. Is he, is he on the, did I? Did you guys know he was on the team? No. Yes, of course. You did. He's a rookie this year, fourth round pick. Yeah, uh, but he didn't play. Yeah, but, He'll never get a chance to play. Yeah, you got to see him in preseason a little bit. Bailey Zappi. Yeah, he played. He was. You saw him more than any other quarterback I, in preseason. I, I'm not here to rag, rag on the guy either. He did a great job. He came in he, and he was. He had his, you know, clear head, and he and he passed the ball, and they they were on the verge of winning that game in his rookie appearance. Uh, so I'm going to shame the Patriots for not winning that game. <laughs> Would have been a great Cinderella story. Here's where you can shame them. You can shame them for in overtime. You know, they they stop uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense. They they have their opportunity. It's about midfield, and they just decided to act like cowards there. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, let's play it safe." No, that is the moment to attack, right? And yeah. they just played like wimps. They played not to lose. And what happens when you play not to lose, Bill? You lose. You lose. You got to be aggressive in that situation. Do we have any more time? Because I made a poem about. Uh, well, Bailey give us Zappi. the pro- poem. Well, how, how much time do we have? I want to make sure. I have well, time. I think we probably have enough time. 